0: Hi, my name is Lindsay Adams, and you are listening to Mindful as a Mother. Hey, hey, I just wanted to pop on here real quick before the episode starts and give a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship. And the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Now that that's out of the way, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoy it because it helps the podcast grow. And don't forget to be peace, be love, be mindful as a mother. Well, hello there. This week, I sat down and talked with Laura Nielsen from Lolo Home Kitchen and we just had a wonderful conversation about all things motherhood but also she went through infertility, IVF, so we were really able to relate on that level and she shares some great philosophies about parenting and how she got into food blogging, and her newest cookbook, which is called Lolo's Littles. And I have used this cookbook with my kids. I bought it when it launched, and she has some wonderful ideas, especially if your kids are picky like mine. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Laura. Hi, I'm so glad that you're here today. I am too. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, me too. So tell everybody who you are.
1: My name is Laura Nielsen. I am the, I guess, owner and founder of Lolo Home Kitchen, which is my new name. I just did a rebrand, so it's getting used to saying that now. Um, And I'm the owner of that. I do food blogging, food photography, um, and then I'm also a wife, a mama um, a part-time pediatric nurse and, I uh, live in Nebraska with my family, but, um, kind of created this Lolo home kitchen as a little side project. That's kind of developed into a passion and career that I love. And it's been fun to like take that journey and where it leads, but yeah, I'm all things food and cooking and all that kind of fun stuff.
0: Where did Lolo come from?
1: I've always wondered. Yeah, that's my nickname. Um, oh, okay. I yeah. So my nephew, I don't know, forever ago, um, gave me the nickname Lolo because he
0: couldn't say Laura. So oh, cute.
1: It was just Lolo. So it stuck. Yeah. So yeah, that's I'm Lolo so now. Cool.
0: Yeah. And pediatric nurse. I think I knew you were a nurse, but not a pediatric one. Yeah. I so am. We could have you on a whole other episode.
1: Right? I do I know. And
0: talk about other stuff.
1: I know. I know. Like all things peds I'm like I don't want to work with adults I just want to work with the kids
0: (laughs) I mean I have adult clients but sometimes I feel that way like Mm -hmm. I'll be like oh yes I just love the kids Mm -hmm. it's just there's something about those kids that's
1: like it is sad because people are like oh I don't know how you do it um because I work with a lot of like cancer kiddos and Mm -hmm. you know chronic kids that have a ton of special needs or like tricks and vents and things like that and it is hard. Like there's a lot of hard days, but, um, kids are pretty resilient and hilarious. And they just, I don't know, they don't know how to be any other way, but a kid. And so it's kind of nice, you know, to be around that. And there's Nerf gun fights in the hallways sometimes, you
0: know, it's fun. Yeah. Well, and like, generally speaking, kids are not assholes and adults are 100%. Yeah. Kids
1: uh, yeah they don't have that if they need something they generally like they really need something they're not trying to just yeah be an asshole you're right mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: like, so that's that's what I love about them I don't know you're right totally they're right. good they're good people they're kind yes. they're loving they're pure yep the world has mm-hmm. not ruined them yet exactly 100% I agree so <laughs> tell me how you became a food blogger cookbook author. Um so I've cooked or baked
1: or entertained or anything of that um basically my whole life. Like I, my grandma, my mom, we all cooked. I have, you know, pictures when I was one sitting on the counter covered in flour making chocolate chip cookies. Like it's just kind of all I know. And um so I was always, you know, like, oh Laura, can you make this for us? Or when people came over, big spread of stuff. I just loved it. And then When, after Dave and I got married, we started going through um, fertility treatments, trying to get pregnant and it became, cooking was kind of my therapy. It was like, I am in the kitchen and I can control this. There's a start, there's a finish. Mm -hmm. Um, It was my place to kind of zone out and have a project. And then it was like, well, maybe I could do this. People kept asking, hey, can you cater this? Or can you make this? So it really actually started with like, maybe I'll cater some mm-hmm. stuff and I chose desserts um because it's easier than like doing a whole spread of dinners or whatever so it started that way um and then it got actually too busy for me to do with a nursing job I was like well this isn't working very well right so then it kind of morphed into I'll just share my recipes online and do that and have it be kind of a little side project fun and then it kind of took a turn where I fell in love with food photography and it was like this whole like creative outlet that I had no idea I even really liked. And so I started that and now it's funny looking back and like, oh, those were horrible, but it's fine. And then you'd like get better and better. And then it's, I don't know, it's become this new like hobby turned career that I had no like I had no idea that was going to be what it ended up as like, it was just like, Oh, I'll share my recipes. It was all, all about the food. And then it's kind of morphed into, oh, I like this photography stuff. Like this is really fun too. And now I'm like working with brands and doing a cookbook and it's just crazy. Like life
0: is weird. I love that. Isn't it funny where, when you just let things come to you, yes, where, where life takes you. Yeah. Um, I, I, I bought your most recent cookbook. Your photography is amazing. Oh, thank you. I like, I look through it frequently when I'm looking at recipes and my recipes do not look like that when they are made, but like something about how you take the pictures, it looks like there's a lot that goes into it to get to capture it in that way.
1: Yeah. Thank you. It, it, there is like, it is crazy when you just see a picture, you don't think anything of it, but there's the lighting and the setup and it's I like to do more of a like lived in this looks like an entertaining kind of like I want to dive into this meal kind of thing um so that's my aesthetic a little bit but there's a whole like you want people to have a feeling of when they see it like either I really want to eat that or like that looks like a fun breakfast table from my childhood or you know something like that where but there's all kinds of editing that goes into it and it's a heck of a lot more than I ever thought of when I was just like flipping through magazines or like online recipes. It's like crazy how much time it takes. It's crazy.
0: Oh, well you do such a good job and your (laughs) cookbook has changed the game in our house. Um, My kids are, well, two of my kids are pretty picky and I've been trying some of your like tips and tricks and they are trying things finally. Good! yay. That makes me happy. Yay. And I yeah. love it. So we'll have to, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I just have to tell okay. you game changer. Oh, um, yay. So what would you say is your parenting philosophy? Um, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. So
1: it's really just wing it style. No. Um, but really, I mean, I don't really have any like tried and true stick by the book kind of feeling. I do remember my mom told me I think she heard it from someone and whatever down the road and she mentioned it and it stuck with me that kids, and it was like huge likes so it's like every kid is their own person she's not, kids are meant to be unfolded not molded and it was kind of this like light bulb moment for me because it was like my Leah's not a mini me she's not a mini Dave she's her own little person and I need to encourage whoever she's going to be instead of trying to like lead her one way or the other and like introduce her to all kinds of stuff like if she likes cooking fantastic let's do it but if she hates cooking that's okay too because she's going to find her own little thing and I think that's a big thing for me is kind of trying to let go of what I thought of you know what a parent should be or what she's supposed to be or to do and whatever and which is hard because sometimes I'm like, where did this come from? Who, like, why are, it's just funny. But, um, I think that's kind of, I don't know if I have like a major philosophy. It's just kind of, uh, trying to, um,
0: do a good environment for her to become whoever she is meant to be. So you just explained what conscious parenting is. So that is oh, cool. like, just like, have you read the conscious parent? No, I haven't. You should read it. It's super good. Okay. Um, it's a little new agey. I always have to warn people about that part, but um, <laughs> it, it is really just like raising our kids to be who they are and taking our expectations about who, they, how they should act, what they should be interested in, what yes. they should be like off of them. It's
1: so, and it's hard to do. Like, it does have to be kind of a, like, I have to check myself every now and then to be like, okay, well, she... I, you know, she is very kind of like, she likes things in an order and a little bit OCD about stuff. And I'm like, I was never like that. I'm not super like that. It's just funny to see her do this. And I'm like, okay, you do you like line your stuff up and. Oh, and she she does her.
0: She's a sassy little girl. I can tell. Oh,
1: she is not lack of personality for sure. Yeah. I love Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, (laughs) I know. And I want to encourage that like confidence and Just being, you know, I want her to be funny and carefree and weird, and feel free to do all that stuff. Because eventually, she, it's going to go away, and she's going to get in her head, and it makes me so scared that that's going to happen someday.
0: Oh, I know. I felt that way about Sam too. He's getting to an age (laughs) where he's going to school, and I'm like, they're going to take your little light from you, and it makes me so sad.
1: I know it makes me sad, and I'm so terrified for that. So I'm like, ugh, okay, what can I do to like? really give you a good foundation now before you get to the
0: scary world yeah so knowing that she will be an only child which we'll talk about next but um does that impact the expectation thing a little bit because you're like this Mm. is my my one shot and
1: Mm.
0: yep it's funny
1: because funny enough I was an only child so it it's weird it's like goes both ways I I mean I've step siblings as well now Mm -hmm. but um I grew up most of my life an only child. And so for me, that was probably the biggest thing of like, Oh, sh- I, it's, we, re- it's kind of both where like, I don't know any different. So this is all I know, mm-hmm. but I'm also so sad for her that she won't have that experience. Cause I didn't have that experience too. So I really wanted to give her that experience of siblings, but life works out funny sometimes, but I think, I think it does. I don't know. I, never really thought about that actually, about the expectations of like, this is, this is our only kid and you want her to do everything, you know, kind of thing. It's, it's definitely something I'm going to have to think about and put myself into check. Like, okay, we need to put the pressure off and she needs to just, she doesn't have to do everything. She's going to be her own little person. And I don't know, she, she's enough. She's enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. She, she's spirited. I can, <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's a great word. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your journey with infertility yeah so um
1: after Dave and I got married we got married a little we we were like 34 when we got married and we tried we were like okay we're gonna want to start trying for family right away and because we're not getting any younger and one of my friends had told me like she had gone through fertility stuff so she was like just make an appointment because i think it was like three months out or something like that it's hard to get in for a new patient so she was like just make an appointment if you get pregnant great if not then you have the appointment and i think it was like six months and we weren't getting pregnant so we started our fertility journey and kind of just hit the ground running we did started with iui we did um four IUIs. we got pregnant three of those four and then um, had three miscarriages, um, oh, unfortunately, sorry. after that. Thank you. It's, ugh, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird, like thinking back, it was like, that was, a, I mean, it was three within a year. And so I was like, oh, that's a lot. That's a, that's really a lot of loss. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, you just kind of get on this treadmill with fertility and you're like,
0: okay, keep going, keep going. We got to just, it becomes Hit the this next cycle next. cycle. Yeah. I remember being like that. Like we'd have an right. IVF not work. And I would be like, Tim to, to Tim, like, Hey, when's the next one? What are we doing? And it's like, yeah. he would be like, Whoa, slow down. Like yeah. you haven't even it's, finished your period yet. Like, yes. It becomes this like weird obsession in your head and it's
1: all timing and okay. What's next. It's just like the next step. And it's, overwhelmingly just my i my brain totally changed like I think during that whole thing mm-hmm. um but yeah then after IUIs we went to IVF we did our first round of egg retrieval we got three and the second egg is Leah so first one didn't take or um, didn't take second one's Leah and then we did another one Leah was about a year and we were like okay great we've got this this embryo, this is perfect. And you just think like, oh, well, we got pregnant this time. So that time with Leah. So this should be fine. And so, and for that whole year, you're thinking, like, oh, we've got this one. It's fine. It'll, you know, be her sibling. And then that one didn't take. And so mm-hmm. it was like, oh, okay, we, we have to start all over now. And it was just, oh, uh, I think that was probably the hardest one. Like, cause it was a year of thinking, like, oh, we're fine. We've got this extra little embryo.
0: Yeah. So for everyone who doesn't know how IVF works, you go through a process where you shoot yourself up with hormones every night for like two or three weeks Mm -hmm. and then, um, to build all your follicles up. And then when you're about to ovulate, they go in with a needle, let me add, and they put you to sleep first, thank goodness. And they take as many eggs as they can. Um, and that whole process is really like trying on the body and very difficult. And then they put your spermies in with the uh eggs and you get baby embryos which then they find the perfect time hormonally to put back inside you and then you wait and see if it worked yep you i described that okay yeah no that
1: was that was perfect and it's like um i know they watch them for like a few days to grow and see like which ones are going to you know be the most likely to become a baby and it's just this whole and they give them
0: grades yes that I don't understand
1: I don't either it's like just put the best one I don't know like I don't care just put the best one in and hopefully it works and yeah so it was a lot we did um two more egg retrievals after that
0: um so using those frozen embryos and then having to do the whole really tough part over again over again yeah
1: and it's not cheap by the way it's like thousands. Our insurance didn't cover any of it. And so it was like, either, yeah. yeah, thousand. And you're like, oh great. I just gave myself literally one shot. That's $700 or something like that. It's insane. We always
0: joke that our kids are um, not going to have college funds because we used <laughs> them to create yeah, them. Create like, them. Good <laughs> luck kids. Cause like <laughs> we got you here.
1: Um, so now you're on your own.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. It's just, the whole thing is so stressful. And like I like after after we decided, okay, we're done with we've got three rounds of IVF in us. We've got Leah so happy. And it was like, okay, I think it's time. Like we've spent enough years. I feel like I'm missing out on time with Leah too. It was like this guilt thing of like, I mm-hmm. feel like I'm so focused on getting a sibling for her that I'm am I missing out on time with her because. I'm so doped up on hormones and like worrying about money and all these things and appointments and timing. And it's like, I am not right in the head right now, you know, kind of thing. It was just oh a roller coaster of everything that you go through. It was awful. But at the same time, I'm like, I would do it all over again. Like
0: to get Leah, it was like, totally, I would do it again. But yeah. Ugh like I look back at that time in my life and I was a totally different person. I was so mean, so yes. jealous, so yes. angry at God, at everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm just like a completely different person, but I feel like it made me appreciate motherhood so much more. Do you think that it gave you that perspective <laughs> as well? I think so. Um, Yeah, I do actually.
1: It's funny because out of, you know, group of friends, you have some that can get pregnant that's like the drop of a hat, like no yeah. problem. And um, then there's some who struggle with fertility. I, I think I do, I don't know. Um, but I do feel like I am aware of that more. Like mm-hmm. it just was such a hard road to get here that it's, I think I am more aware of it. And like, I don't know, appreciate all the weird little things about it too. Believe me, there's times where I'm like, Oh wow, this is rough. Like we paid a lot of money for this tantrum right here.
0: And like <laughs> Yeah and to never sleep. Like I don't what? know what I was thinking sometimes. Yeah. But it is good when I'm in the depths of motherhood and like wanting to pull my hair out. I sometimes I'll say like, remember when you wanted this so mm-hmm. badly? Like I'll say that to myself. And yes. and it will kind of bring me back like it doesn't really matter that they're, you know, my girls flooded my bathroom the other day. Doesn't really matter because uh, like mm-hmm. you, there was a moment where you were deeply depressed because you thought you would never become a mom. Right. Exactly. No, I've had those moments too, where it's such this like weird opposites
1: of like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for this little girl. And then realize like remembering like, oh, I was in a deep, dark depression that I thought I was never going to get out of. And it's this yeah. weird opposites of like, how is this even in the same lifetime?
0: But it's crazy. Yeah. I feel like that that kind of sums up motherhood though. Like yeah, right. <laughs> like I so, uh, deep, deep gratitude and also exhaustion, frustration. Yeah. yeah. All
1: like when that. you put them like trying to put Leah to bed and it takes feels like 17 hours and like three cups of water. And we need this stuffed animal and this blanket and then like finally like exhausted. And then you go back in after they're asleep and you're like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. Like it's this yeah. weird, <laughs> please just
0: go to sleep. But, oh, I miss you now. It's so weird. It really is. It's gotta be, I, well, I know it is. It's how our brains are chemically wired to feel yeah. about our kids.
1: Probably yeah. so
0: we don't kill them. Like, <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> like, Cause otherwise, oh, it's, there's days where you're like, I'm out. I'm just out. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You're on your own kid. I'm out. Yeah. So is Leah a picky eater? She, okay. So I would say she is probably in the middle. Like there are days where she doesn't want to eat a thing and she's like, nope, not having it. And then there's days where she will eat, you know, like three strawberries and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and like a whole thing of pasta and tons of veggies. Like it's very, it's never consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just don't know what kind of day it's gonna be or what kind of meal or snack it's gonna be. It's very, yeah, she's not consistent by any means.
0: So with the Lolo's Littles cookbook, did you have in mind like picky eaters when you were creating it? A little bit, yeah. I wanted to have go-to recipes that like,
1: I know Leah loves, but also like Dave and I love too. So it's not like you're making separate things just for your kids. but these were ones that Leah loves. Like she, not just once, but like over and over again liked. And so I wanted to include those as like, okay, my kid liked these and someday she doesn't like anything and some days she likes everything. So I'm hoping that maybe your kids will love these too. Um, and that was the hope is, yeah, here's some go-to recipes that you can try so you don't have to rack your brain for more stuff to try and find and recipes and
0: yeah. Yeah, it's hard. And I think... I get in the mode of just eating what I eat. And so I buy what I buy. And I don't think out of the box, like, oh, I should try cooking this for my kids. Yeah. Even though it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. It's it's so hard. I made the French toast bites. I think last Saturday and Tim Mm -hmm. was obsessed. My biggest child was (laughs) in love. He was like, what are these wonderful creations?
1: My kids (laughs) love love them too. I know they're so good. It's good. Yeah. It's fun. I wanted to have both where it's like, okay, I'm going to like this and she's going to like this. And I don't have to pull my hair out trying to think of something to cook. And you
0: do a really good job of incorporating like all the food groups.
1: Good. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. You got to throw some veggies in there. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. So what is your biggest tip for a mom who's like feeling overwhelmed? Like where do they, where should they start with a picky? Yeah. I think
1: the biggest thing, uh, it's funny because my my mother-in-law is a pediatric dietitian too, so she comes into play a little bit of this as well. I think the biggest thing is not to get so focused on one meal or like one day because kids are so wishy-washy, I guess. I don't know, but they're never constant. And it's like one day they're going to love something, the next day they're going to hate it. So not to get too like down on yourself or like get obsessed and be like oh my gosh I'm failing like it's not eating if they don't eat something the first time or like the first day or even like two days in a row kind of thing if they have a bad meal it's okay like it's gonna be okay it's gonna like in a couple days maybe they'll eat a ton and it's just kind of more of a long-term game rather than one meal
0: that they didn't eat or something like that. Okay. I love that so much because something we don't take into consideration with children is they are naturally intuitive eaters, which yes. is something that society has taken out of us with their food rules and their diet culture is yes. that, that kids are the best at <laughs> listening to their bodies. So they One, know two. when they're hungry, what they want to eat, when they want to stop eating. And, yes. and as adults, we put these rules about food that don't necessarily serve a purpose. No.
1: I am not a big fan of the like, take one more bite, take one more bite. Like I'm not, I don't love that because then it becomes more like, I just don't want her to get in that mindset of like, oh, I have to finish this, I have to eat this. I agree, like kids are just intuitive. So it's like, listen to that rather than like the forcing. And then it becomes just, I don't know, a negativity surrounding the food where it's like, I don't wanna eat this, but you're forcing me to eat it. And I don't want that to be a thing we have to battle too like a negativity around food.
0: Yeah. And I don't, um, something I try really hard is not to label foods as like good or bad yeah. in my yeah. house. Um, it's just like, oh, you feel like a cookie. Okay. Here's a cookie. Yep. Um, and, or, oh, you feel like broccoli. Okay. Here's some broccoli, right? Like, exactly. yep. It's the same
1: kind of like, you can have this, you can have that it just needs to balance it all out. You can have cookies. It's okay. Like, yeah, it's like, you gotta have cookies in life too. And there's times where, because I don't want it to be a battle either where she's constantly focused on the cookie she's going to have to have, or she wants to have after dinner. So it's like, okay, I'll throw some chocolate chips on her plate too, like with her lunch. So then it's not this constant battle of like eat one more bite, then you get the chocolate chips, eat one. And then it's like, you can have your chocolate chips, like just, it's okay. It's not something that's negative or like a different
0: category of food that mm-hmm. is, you know, focused on kind of thing. Yeah. I love that. I always try and include something I know they'll eat. So it just takes the battle out of it. Like I know you will eat this one thing and then I don't have to fight with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's nights like the other night, Leah literally ate a plain tortilla and part of the green pepper. And that's like all (laughs) she wanted. And I was like, you know, this is just what it's going to be. It's fine. Like it's totally fine. And then the next morning she'll eat like waffles and strawberries and sausage. And it's like, you just kind of kind of roll with them sometimes. It's so hard to do though. Cause you get just up in your mind about like, is she growing? Is she not? Is she okay? Duh.
0: Yeah. What is the weirdest combination of things that Leah has eaten? <laughs> oh man. That's
1: a good question. She, um, um, I think a lot of kids do this, but she'll like dip everything in ranch. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like anything really like from waffles to French fries to and like whatever it is, like just anything in ranch, it's real weird. Where I'm like, actually, is that good? I don't even know.
0: Maybe I should try it. Who knows? She seems to like it. Shoot, yeah. So we we're like a big dip family too. I yeah. I'm obsessed with barbecue sauce, so we have a lot of barbecue sauce, but we also have a lot of ranch. So my kids will like eat anything if they can dip it. So. Yep. Yep. And I I am a huge like I
1: have that's kind of funny that you say that I'm a huge dip fan too. Like I'll have like chicken nuggets and like four different dipping sauces. It's mm-hmm. like I need my options. Yeah. And I can see Leah doing that now too where I'm like all right, if you're going to have whatever you're going to eat and you can dip it, go to it. I'm like I'm fine with that. I don't care. Like go to it and experiment and do whatever you need to do.
0: Yeah, dip in all the things. Dip your waffle. <laughs>
1: sounds good throw some sprinkles on it that sounds good whatever you want to do have fun <laughs> yes yeah, sprinkles mm-hmm. and ranch Ooh, yeah no that doesn't sound good she does love like spring if i put sprinkles on anything then she's like well this is exciting and fun this must be great and so then she'll suddenly it's transformed into something new and exciting like oh yeah i mean fun. it's like celebrating sprinkles that yeah. make, make
0: me think mm-hmm. i'm celebrating something yeah
1: absolutely yeah for sure and she's kind of got that same mindset. So I'm like, sure, we can throw some peanut butter and jelly, Let's throw some uh, sprinkles on it. You
0: want some chicken pasta and some sprinkles? Sounds good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> My thing lately is my kids wanna pour the sprinkles. And so then it becomes like, uh, okay, that's enough. Yes, uh, yeah, that is hard. Cause like Leah's a
1: little older now, but she's still not, uh, she still will make a mess and like dump things randomly. Mm-hmm. And we'll, so we'll, I remember we had, I had like the waffle sticks. I had a little cup of syrup and a little cup of sprinkles. And she was like super excited to like pour some syrup on and pour some sprinkles. But then she ended up just eating the waffles plain and then dumping the sprinkles into the syrup. <laughs> so, well, that's not how I wanted that to go, but it's fine. Like you ate your waffles. It was yeah,
0: funny. That's funny. Oh, kids. I love them. They're so much. Much over. Okay. Fun. So tell me your recent mom fail. Uh, Oh, whew. let's see
1: where, how to pick just one. Um, like every day I'm like, eh,
0: I know fun. I like think of them. I'm like, okay, for the podcast, for the podcast. And then I forget them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think, okay. So I, ugh, we, she's in swimming lessons right now. And there was a few weeks ago where it was like freezing, like negative whatever. We still had swimming lessons. It's an indoor pool, obviously. And I took her and I forgot her towel. Um, I forgot um, a brush for her hair and I forgot a hat for her. So we have to like, how do we go from the pool out in like negative weather with wet hair? I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst mom in the world. And I was like, so I just covered up her head and like ran to the car. But I'm like, your hair is definitely freezing on the way to the car and I'm a horrible mom I'm very sorry (laughs) like this is fun it's fine I was like oh forgot
0: everything I love it when you think it's like such a big deal and they're like
1: oh this is this is (laughs) great she's like this is fun let's run I'm like okay oh yeah oh man there's so many (laughs) (laughs) I dropped the pizza I made her a little tortilla pizza and I dropped it on the floor and we still ate it (laughs) yeah it's fine I mean,
0: the five second roll in our house is like a 15 second roll. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's all our germs. It's fine. We're and I don't fine. even flinch when they're just like picking up something off the floor and eating it. I'm no. like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I don't either anymore. It's so funny. Like, yeah, it's
1: just, uh, and I love seeing moms with like babies. And if like the passy drops, and it's funny because I did, you know, first kid, you're like, oh, let's clean it off and everything. And then it's like second, third kid, they're like, wipe it off in their mouth and stick it back in their kid's mouth. And I was like, yes, love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Get some good germs in there. They'll be fine. Yeah. No, build those antibodies, right? Isn't that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Well, so tell everybody where they can find you.
1: Yes. Yeah, so uh, Instagram, Facebook is at Lolo Home Kitchen. And then my website is lolohomekitchen.com um and you can find all my cookbooks on my website there's a link in my instagram to go there as well so yeah I definitely mostly hang out on instagram and instagram
0: stories what cookbooks do you have
1: yes so i have um four now um i've got lolo uh dinners lolo appetizers and then lolo littles which is the kid friendly one and then i actually do have um a side one of like 10 pizza recipes um, to kind of switch up pizza night too, which I
0: love. We love pizza in our house. We have a lot of pizza in our house, so different ways to do pizza. That's a good idea. I think I was thinking I was going to get the dinner one next, but now I'm thinking it's the pizza one. Pizza one's good. Yep. I love it. It's good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on and I'll have to have like you on another episode where we can talk about pediatric nursing stuff.
1: Heck yeah. Yeah. I'm, I would love to do that. It's, I love it so much and I love those kids. So I'd be happy to talk about it.
0: (laughs) Okay. So here we are with part two of my twins entering into this world. And I'm so excited to share this with you guys. I, doing this has got me thinking more and more and remembering more and more about my pregnancy in the early days of having these two girls. And yeah I've been reminiscing and enjoying maybe some of the growth and some of the different phases but also really just missing little teeny squishy newborns. So where I left off I think I just found out we were having two girls. My husband walked out of Forever 21 and swore that our daughters would never wear crop tops and then I think I cried for four more weeks. No I'm just kidding. I I was 15 weeks when we found out, so I was pretty close to the anatomy scan. I was still feeling a little bit anxious, but getting more and more excited. We kind of threw names back and forth. We always had Ella. Ella was always, that was going to be Sam's twin's name. And... I just like looked up a bunch of names on the internet and I can't remember I think we just saw Ava and we were like that's it it's Ava it's Ava and Ella. Um, And then we had to pick middle names which took us a little bit longer. When we got to the 20-week anatomy scan I had a little bit of maybe anxiety casted on the pregnancy or a little bit of fear because we found out that Ava had something weird with her placenta. It was called... I can't even remember now. I'm gonna have to text my friend Shelly and see what it was. Anyway, so her placenta attached to the side of, like, the placenta instead of in the middle, making it not as, like, sturdy... And so I had to start getting stress tests pretty early. And they were worried about me delivering them vaginally. So that was kind of a, I was really nervous. I was like, oh gosh, we don't need another complication after kind of what happened with Sam. But she kept growing fine. The stress tests were fine. We ended up eventually picking middle names for these girls. On my mother's side, Jane is a big mid- name. So we did Jane and for Ava and it sounds so cute Ava Jane. Oh. And then in my husband's family, his grandmother's name is Afton and there's pretty much someone in the entire in every family with the middle name Afton. So we we decided for Afton Ella Afton. And they just sound perfect together. It sounded like it was meant to be. So I'm getting used to the thought of these two girls designing this nursery. And I wanted to paint. Guys, don't judge me for how basic I was back then. Um, I'm still basic. Like, And this is a tangent. But maybe I should just like embrace my basicness and just fully go into it. Like I am the ba- most basic person in the world. Um, but I wanted a chevron wall and I, you know, this was before my husband was a contractor. He was just, you know, drilling back then. Or, no, I think he was working on the mine. Same thing, whatever. And I somehow conned him into painting the chevron wall. And it was, it was beautiful. I don't have to show a picture in my stories, but it, oh, oh, Shelly just texted me back. Thanks, Shel. Um, It's a velamentous cord insertion on ava so she was baby a and we didn't know at the time that that was her name but she was baby a we had the velamentous cord insertion and then baby b is ella so anyway now that i remember the name of my oh and if anyone wants to see a picture of ava's placenta it is the freaking coolest thing i've ever seen it's pretty graphic but i would happily dm you a picture of my placenta just let me know and I'll send it send it your way. So cool. Um also I feel like the biggest weirdo offering to DM people pictures of my placenta. But here we are. So anyway, back to me being a basic B. I decide I want the Chevron Law and I conned Tim into doing it in typical Tim fashion. Like if you don't know Tim, this is this is Tim. Tim is very like I will He's very talented, will do something. He will do it right. He's a perfectionist. But it just takes him forever to maybe get started, to finish things. He he really does his best work under the wire. So, and if you know me, like, under the wire makes me super anxious. So we're getting, like, down to the wire. I'm sweating him about this wall. And it ends up looking amazing. It's like this gold and dark gray chevron and it is the thing i miss most about my eagle mountain house um and i'm surprised we were able to sell it with chevron walls but we were maybe it was just another basic mom who moved in after me so anyway i get the white cribs i do the nursery i do the whole thing i'm so excited i'm finally getting excited about these girls i'm uncomfortable and nervous about the birth and i start going i think two times a week for a stress test Then it moves to three getting like pretty regular ultrasounds going to the doctor regularly then they kind of tell me like "Mm, you're gonna need a c-section in the beginning with the velamentous cord insertion i think they were like kind of buffering my feelings because i really wanted to deliver them vaginally and i really wanted like a re not like a redo because you can't redo but like a different experience than i had with sam's birth which I'll have to get into another day but so the doctor she's the best I have the best doctor she like broke it to me in the sweetest way like eh you're gonna need a c-section both babies were transverse so sideways Ava was I guess we didn't know it was Ava still that's another thing but baby A was super far down into like my pelvis and hip but on my side baby b was like up in my ribs so i had the best of both worlds i had a child like on my bladder and in my ribs at all times and so she she kind of tells me like hey these babies are too big they're not flipping they're both transverse and you have this weird cord thing i really don't want anything to happen because you had such a traumatic birth with your son and we really want to get these babies here safely we're going to plan a c-section so i'm like okay great And um, if you don't know this, my mom has twins. So I have twin siblings that are 19 now. So she went into labor pretty early with them. Like I'm thinking 34 weeks. And so I'm expecting to really only make it to 34 weeks. And we have names picked out, but we don't have which baby is which. And... My husband, gotta love him, thinks that we should wait until we see them to name them. And I am like, what the heck? Well, what if you see them and you still don't know, then you just guess? Like, I don't, I don't know. I wanted to know which one was which. I wanted to talk to them using their names. And he just kept saying, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. And in my mind, I always knew baby A was Ava and baby B was Ella. And I'll tell you a wild story about baby B and Ella later. But I always knew that that's how it was going to be. And so I just like eventually I think I just went with it and started calling them Ava and Ella. Like which one was which. (laughs) And then it just stayed that way. But so I just made the executive decision because I was not about to be like waiting until the last minute. And naming these kids after they came out which it's good I didn't because there was a lot going on when they came out so anyway um we're getting kind of close to them being born okay. I feel like I'm ready for like 34 35 36 I was really just hoping for 36 weeks I Wanted them to be healthy I wanted their lungs to be developed I didn't really want NICU time but I uh I just wanted to get them here safely Well, much to my surprise, I held these babies in until 38 weeks. I went in on my scheduled C-section time, walked in, and no contractions. They said I was having contractions when I checked into the hospital that day, but I did not even, like, feel them. So I don't know what was going on. So the last four to five weeks were the closest thing to hell I've ever experienced. Okay, maybe that's not true, but it it was terrible. I was ready for them to be out. I had named them even though Tim thought we were waiting until they came out. The chevron wall was finally done and we were just ready to like be our family of five and I was ready to get the anxiety about this Velamentous cord attachment Having three kids under three, having my first c section out of the way. So, next week you'll have to hear about the day of the c section, Tim's almost car accident, and one of my best friends being in the room with us. Can't wait to tell you all about it. If you enjoyed this or other episodes, please, please, please give this a rating, a little review. It takes just a few seconds and it seriously helps me so much. I appreciate and love reading all of the reviews and I just love hearing what you guys think and what you enjoy about the podcast and I cannot wait to talk with you guys next week. Thanks again. If you want more of Mindful as a Mother, you can find me on Instagram at linds. Underscore Adams L C S W. Once again at Linz L I N D S underscore Adams L C S W